This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, Let's Talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. In introducing Dean Martin's lovely wife, Jean, on our show Wednesday, I mentioned that those of us in show business have our favorites, too. And there's one performer almost everyone in this town agrees on. He's always been my favorite, Mr. Dean Martin. Hi, Dino. Hi, darling. Are you on your way to play golf? Yes, I am. That's a daily uh, ritual with you, right? When I'm not working, I play golf three times a day. In the morning, in the afternoon, and at night. I, <laughs> I play golf all the time. Where do you find a night course? Right at the house. I hit balls <laughs> up against a net or up against one of the kids. Your wife has been telling me some very nice things about how and why you have a happy home. And how I... long did she, uh, how long did she talk? Well, she talked a couple of days. Did she breathe at all? Yes, she breathed now and then. <laughs> no, I don't pay no never mind to her when she talks. You know, I, I ball Jeannie out, and when I'm balling her out, she doesn't know it because she's talking. <laughs> she's not listening. <laughs> you don't really ever ball Jeannie out. You know too well how wonderful she is for you. I know that. We wouldn't have been married for 15 or 16 years. It's 15, for your information. Oh, 15. We have a 15th wedding anniversary coming up. Uh, I just got a couple of things I want to ask you. First of all, what is the name of your single record? Oh, it's, uh, it's called Everybody Loves Somebody, and it might be a big hit. I'm afraid it might. Yeah, because there's a lot of other people singing in it. It's a big choral <laughs> group, and I come in every once in a while in empty spaces. I see. And your album? It's called Dream with Dean. Ah. It's just with a guitar and uh, a bass and a celeste. It's very pretty. Dino, would you want your uh, children to become performers? I want my children to become whatever they want to become. If they want to go to college, be doctors, lawyers, or entertainers, it's entirely up to them as long as they do it all in a nice way. That's all. Uh, little Dino at first wanted to go to Chicago become a gangster. I didn't like that. <laughs> he had his own gun. He got it from a catalog. <laughs> and he saw all the movies. He wanted to go there to learn. How old was he then? Six? He was about eight years old. About eight. And he gave that up. He to, gave that to up. To become a guitarist and get into a little combo with Desi and another little boy, right? And there's something. Mm -hmm. And they're going to make a record. They're going to make a record uh, very shortly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if they're going to put a hole in that record or not. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I understand that they gave up uh, rehearsing because it, they weren't improving anything. <laughs> just no, might it's as not well. they weren't improving. Uh, two of them told me that they couldn't get any better. That's it. <laughs> That's it. They can't get any better. Oh, they, good. they have all their regular flat notes. <laughs> They're so cute. They sure are. And, uh, boy, when they rehearse, you can hear them. How long are you going to be in Vegas, Dino? Three weeks. And then I'll have about 20 days off, and I'm going to take Jeannie... Europe, if we can sneak out of the house without the kids knowing it. I didn't know you were going to Europe. Where in Europe? Well, anywhere. We're just, I'm going to see it through the eyes of Jeannie now. Before I went with, you know, Sinatra and uh, all the... Those are they different go, eyes. Well, they go like tourists, you know. <laughs> they go to a room, and that's it. You know? I want to get out of a hotel. I want to go to the outskirts of Europe. Jeannie said, we'll, you know, rent a car and we'll drive. Of course, that's a dream of mine. I want to do that with Gary. Yeah. So I'll be very anxious to know what you did and how you did it when you got... When I'd like to do back. it with Gary, too. I mean, <laughs> me and him now. We play golf. We stop at every golf course. Yeah, that, you'd certainly get out of a hotel room if you were with Gary. Oh, sure. 
What happens with the clan these days? The cl well, there never was a clan. It was just a group of wonderful guys that hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. No, Frank and Peter and myself and Sandy. We just loved working with each other and uh, going to parties and so. What they... is your latest picture that you all made together? I just oh we all made together yeah. was a thing called Robin and the Seven Hoods. That's doing very well, I hear. It's gonna go. It's gonna be all right. It's a, just a takeoff on the Untouchables, but we did it tongue in cheek. And I just finished Kiss Me Stupid with uh, Kim Novak and. Uh, Billy Wilder directed it. Not bad. Oh, no. Not, not bad, bad at I all. I waited about uh, ten years to do one with Billy. Yeah, I'm still waiting. He's, uh, he's you, something. You say you do a, a picture with tongue-in-cheek. You live your whole life tongue-in-cheek. That's well, what we uh, uh, kind of talked about in the last couple of days. Lucy, how else are you going to live it? Well, other people find uh, devious methods, and none of them as successful as yours. I would love to know where you first got this uh, attitude about life have you always had it i think i've always had it and uh since i've been in show business which i want to say something for the whole audience i mean speaking of actors or actresses if you ever hear an actor or an actress saying boy it's hard this this is not hard no we're doing what we love to do if you enjoy anything you work at you're going to be a success and I hear these guys, these actors, oh, I don't like it. Why are they in it? Because it's such an easy, wonderful job I never job believe to them. Do. I never believe any of them when you they You cannot say believe because I never come home and say, boy, I'm tired. I had such a hard day kissing Kim Novak. <laughs> That's a little ridiculous, isn't it? Huh? All right, it'd be a hard day kissing Frank Sinatra. Yeah, but not Kim Novak. An actor's job is the easiest in the whole world. Well, it certainly is apparent that you love life and love your work, and God bless you for it. I'm sure when you hear what Jeannie said uh, in the last two days to me, I think you'll be very pleased. Well, uh, my... You know, the other night uh, when we were down to your house, yeah. I, uh, I just made up my mind I had to talk to Jeannie because I saw this wonderful setup that you have and the way the children were acting and reacting. If I just had to know how she did it, and she told me. And I'm just thrilled. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that I, I think I got uh, a girl, Jeannie, that no one could find one like her. She is just... You sure got a girl. Fabulous. She I remember when you fell in love with Jeannie. Yeah, I was at Slapsy Maxie's. Well, you were on the set the day that I saw you. You were on the set of a picture. You were making a picture with Jerry. Yeah. I could tell that it was a long-range plan you had in mind. Well, I first saw her at Slapsy Maxie's, and I looked down there, and I said, boy, that's... Really? That's you saw the... her in the audience? She was sitting with this Bob Neal, this oil man. Uh -huh. And uh, I didn't know Bob Neal too well, but I went right over. <laughs> and she was... She's adorable. What I brought up uh, yesterday was the fact that it's so apparent that none of your children want to leave home. No matter what age, they, they regret leaving that house. Well, they have too much fun there. Yeah, they sure do. Craig finally got married and moved away, but I guess the army uh, finally did it for him. Well, I thought I was losing when I was, you know, end up with six. <laughs> now I have eight. <laughs> you had a kid. I got eight now. Well, you're the youngest grandfather I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, God love you. Thank you very much for dropping in today. Lucille, I know that this... Um, radio thing of yours is going to be a real success because everybody loves you. That's all I could say. Thank you. I just am going to try to keep it on a, uh, the same keel. I'm talking about things that I think uh, most of America is interested in, not just the gossip. I just have a feeling that my audience uh, wants to know a little bit of uh, what's in our hearts rather than on our heads, you know? 
Gossip. I hate gossip. I don't read columns. Gossips. Well, the movie no magazines good. these days aren't doing any of us any good, are they? Yeah. All the good things, they, they don't uh, seem to want to print. No, they'll never print a nice thing, mm. you know. It's okay, though. We'll get them. I'll say that. <laughs> and I want to say goodbye, Lucy. And Jeannie, sweetheart, I'm going to play about 18 holes, and I'll be home in February. <laughs> goodbye, Dean. Bye. Well, Gary, this certainly has been a very pleasant and exciting week for me. Well, Lucy, uh, may I say that you wrap things up very nicely? Thank you, dear. I just love chatting with our guests. Weren't they great? Danny Kay and Bing and Dean and Jean Martin. I just hope our listeners enjoyed them as much as I did. But now, Mr. Producer, whom do you have in mind for next week? Now, you just leave that to me, honey. Remember, everybody loves Lucy. <laughs> well, thank you. Come on, honey, I'll drive you home. I'm with you. Have a nice weekend, everybody. See you Monday. Yep. Tune in Monday, folks. Bye. Hi, this is Lucy, and I am out at Warner Brothers Studio on the set of Marriage on the Rocks, which stars Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Deborah Carr. A couple weeks ago, you may recall, Deborah Carr was my guest, and just last week, I visited with Frank Sinatra. Today, I finally caught up with Dean Martin. Hi, Dino. Nice to see you. Well, it's nice to see you again, Lucille. <laughs> <laughs> Lucille. Do they ever get any work done on this set? Oh, yeah. We're... So far, all I see are laughs. Well, we're only three weeks behind. <laughs> That's all. Tell me, what's it like working with Frank Sinatra now that he has become a director? And now he's back to being an actor on this picture. But what happens? Is there any change? It's the same as working with him when he was just a singer. What do you mean by that? Well, he hasn't changed. It's the same thing. We just have laughs. We make nice pictures, and we have a lot of fun. We get our work done. This this picture will be through right on time. What? I mean, only half of it will be through, but it'll be on time. <laughs> They're waiting for this. I love this uh, whole idea. There's so much tragic truth in this comedy that you're making that I think the idea oh. is just great. Marriage on the Rocks has... Mm -hmm. um... I've drank everything but <laughs> Marriage on the Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Have you um, decided to make this your career, or are you going back to babysitting? No, I'm... What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm through with babies. Oh, you oh, are? Oh, seven's enough, and you now... Uh -huh. Oh, it's too much. <laughs> you um, are sort of related to me these days, Dino. Yeah, with our little boys. Our little boys are so busy in their combo, and neither of us can say anything to them because they're just sort of following in our, in their parents' footsteps, aren't they? It seems that they know everything. They, <laughs> they know everything. They just like when I was a child, I, I thought uh, my father and mother were so dumb until I became about 25, you know? Yeah, I think they, Oh, I didn't think they knew anything. But that's the way it goes. How do you manage at your house with all of the different ages and the uh, and their friends how do you uh, unravel all of their wants and likes and dislikes and everything or does Jeannie do it all I don't go home <laughs> that's how I manage <laughs> I have a little place here at Warner's and I stay here I call in twice a day <laughs> I just don't go home the true administrator put it all in the hands of someone else right? I leave it up to Jeannie she takes care of all the kids yeah. I have enough trouble taking care of the cronies I play golf with <laughs> the dramatic things that you have done Dino are so sensational do you feel uh, an affinity for that type of thing really seriously I'm, I'm being very serious I know now. you are do you really uh, feel better doing that type of thing 
uh, than you do sort of this off-the-cuff comedy? Well, I feel better doing the dramatic things, but I'm... Uh... But why? Well, it's because it's different than what I have been oh, doing all my life. More of a challenge? Comedy. Oh, it's a big challenge, and I enjoy it at times much better than doing comedy. It's for my own satisfaction. I don't know how it comes across, but mm. it's it's beautiful to do something else, you know, than uh, something that you know you are pretty good at. But the challenge, the dramatics, especially the heavy dramas that I am, I have done or I'm about to do, it's, it's something different. It's it's yeah. wonderful. What's the heaviest now? The the one with the Maureen Stapleton, wasn't it? Yeah, toys and no, with the uh, Geraldine Page. I did oh yes, Maureen did the play. Geraldine Page, Toys in the Attic, mm -hmm. and the one you're about to do? Well, I have a, a few things coming up that are going to be very... very well, you have heavy. no titles you can give no. me. No, and I just finished another one, uh, a Western with uh, Duke Wayne, you know, the uh, the Sons of Katie Elder. We're I hear down that's in, just great. It's pretty good. It's a good Western. I we're suppose in, here at Warner's we shouldn't be plugging other pictures. Oh, but, certainly. Uh, I, I hear that is just sensational. Durango well, wasn't uh, too, uh, you know, it wasn't nice to live in Durango for nine weeks. I know, it's uh, kind of quiet down there, isn't it? Oh, it's kind of my cabin I had down there. Oh, <laughs> the spiders turn my bed down every night. You know? <laughs> Tarantulas. Oh, everything, and some cousins. You know the one, <laughs> you know the one I loved you in was um, the one with Shirley MacLaine and uh, Frank. Oh, some came running. Oh. Do you know, I thought that was the greatest thing I've ever seen you do. Yeah, that was good. That was just a good it was a good role for me. Just a great role. It was one of your first mm -hmm. away from the real kind of slam-bang comedy, wasn't it? Yeah. Of course, yeah. I guess working with Shirley MacLaine and Frank at the same time is pretty great, too. Oh, sure. Shirley MacLaine is, to my mind, the uh, one of the great, great, great actresses. She's so sure. natural that people don't realize how great she is. Mm -hmm. that's, what the, that's what a good actor is, if yeah. you can make everybody believe that it's easy. It's but a like, lot of people uh, don't recognize no. that fact. Oh, no, they don't. She's so natural. that Where is she now? She She's here. Uh, she just finished a few uh, good pictures. And we, uh, Frank and myself and uh, Shirley, are about to do another picture. We can't reveal the name of it, but... Uh, oh, that's great. We're going to be together again. And Marvelous together. But what uh, I'm happy about is working with Deborah Carr here. In this hey, picture. how about that well, gal? Is she something? She sure is. She's a great, great lady and a great actress. And she, she loves to have fun. Yeah, she's having a ball on this set. Yeah. She says uh, she does not sure there's any work being done, but she's certainly having a good time. She doesn't even want to go home. She says on her days off, she'd rather be here than, than go anyplace because this is like a party all the time. Well, can you imagine her doing the Watusi? She does that in this picture. I missed it. I hear she was just adorable. Oh, she's cute. Beautiful she don't look lady. 30 years old either. You know, she's beautiful. <laughs> Real nice. <laughs> and you're still air interviewing a lot of uh, uh, stars, aren't you? Yes, I'm you, having a ball. You know, this is a wonderful thing that you do all the time on the radio. Well, thank you, Dino. If I didn't do this radio show, I wouldn't get a chance to talk to anybody that I really want to catch up with. And I especially love to catch them while they're working. Like today, here on the set of Marriage on the Rocks. I think it's much better than trying to catch you coming off the golf course or something. Uh-oh. They're calling you on the set, Dino. You ought to hear what they're calling me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for being with me. I've been talking to Mr. Dean Martin. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Bye, and I love you, Lucy. Thank you, and bye-bye. And I'll see you all on Monday. Hope you'll join us. Have a pleasant weekend, and thank you for your wonderful letters. I certainly do enjoy them. Now, remember the address. Let's talk to Lucy. Desilu Studios, Hollywood, California.
Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy. You know, those of us in show business have our favorites, too. Performers that we admire for one reason or another, and there's one performer in this town almost everyone agrees on. And he's always been my favorite, Mr. Dean Martin. I think the one outstanding characteristic of Dean's that everyone loves him for is his whimsical attitude toward life. He sees the world and everyone in it through an adult, but definitely large coating of whimsy. Even those of us who know Dino and have been close to him for years marvel at his constant good nature. We were at dinner at the Martin home the other evening and the reason for a great deal of Dean's wonderful outlook on life was very apparent. His wife, Jean, was the reason. Jean made it possible. Dean loves being married and he adores his children. Four children by his first marriage, three of their own, all sizes and all ages. And he is well aware of the woman-sized job Jeannie has had integrating the two families. Now, Jean doesn't look much more than a teenager herself, and she's about the size of a wind-up doll. But never underestimate the power of this doll. Jean has spent years, profitable years, with these children and has proven many of her theories. Jeannie? Hi, Lucy. You took on a very large responsibility when you became Dean's wife. I happen to know that it's tough enough to be the wife of just one of these. Uh, a movie leading man or a fantastic nightclub performer or a romantic singer of ballad. You married all three, <laughs> plus the children. I'd say you've had your hands full. Lots of us had to sit back and just wish you well and watch and pray over the years. May I say you put us all to shame. How did you do it, Jeannie? Gosh, now you put me to shame a little. It sounds so <laughs> glorious. <laughs> Well, it hasn't all been glorious, no, I know that. No, it hasn't. But, Lucy, I, I, I think that just having faith in Dean and loving him a great deal, but most of all having complete faith in him, because I never for once, I don't think, saw the pitfalls or the problems as much as maybe somebody else. Oh. I always thought it would be fine. <laughs> That's the way to start a marriage. It would be too overwhelming to know all the pitfalls. No, but by that I meant... Some of the men in Hollywood, for instance, who are just leading men, they're, they're, their life is tough enough. But you have a, a man who does nightclubs, and you have a man who has lots of children, you have a man women are climbing all over, you have a man who's very, very hard at work making pictures and doing all these other things, plus all of his charity things. That in itself is uh, trouble enough for a wife or work enough for a wife. But now you have had to integrate two families, one yeah. that had quite a start on you. Yes, well, you see, first of all, I think I don't deal with the three or four sides that you speak of because I think I deal with Dean, the husband, and the mm -hmm. father. So those other sides are not my problem. They're not my concern. They're as long as he is happy and I keep him happy and the children are happy and the home is happy, the other three will take care of themselves. Ah, therein lies a lot of answers. Hey, what a good answer. I never expected that one. <laughs> I no. really didn't. No, well, I, I, it's, this is after 15 years of marriage. You know, we have our 15th wedding anniversary coming up, and uh, we have a grandchild. As you know, Dean's first child, Craig, had How a baby. How old is Craig now? 22. <laughs> is he uh, living in this country? He was Oh, yeah, he was... Uh, in he the Army. Mm -hmm. The other uh, three are what ages of Dean's first marriage? Well, Craig is 20, well, well, 22, actually, and the, Claudia is 20. Gail is 19, Dina is 15, Dino is 12, Ricky is 
11 and Gina is 7. Boy, you really got I think. all ages. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a little hard to keep up with them. <gasps> Gina, Dino, and Ricky are yours. Yes, uh huh. They look but so much like you, too. The thing that I notice. Uh, about them is that none of them want to leave home. They're having such a great time at home. They now, do. this well, is indicative of something yeah. wonderful that you've been doing. Well, you know, needless to say, their father, it's a delight to live with him. We adore the children and uh, we have fun with them. They're marvelous. They're beautiful children. They're talented children. They're good children. Do they confide in you, Jeannie? Oh, yes, completely. How did you manage that? By confiding in them, I think. I could never demand respect from my children without giving it, I feel, to them. You see, I respect them and I meet them at a halfway. I feel condescending to a child's level is wrong or necessarily demanding that they come up to mine. How so do you meet halfway? How do you uh, prove to a child that you have respect for them? I'm sure a great many of us say that we certainly have respect for our children and their privacy and or whatever. But how do, I, how do we get that over to our children? By, I'm, not, I'm not very successful at it at this point. By really, well, Lucy, I think by, by listening to them. So many parents, and I've, I've done it myself, you say yes, 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 or whatever, and you don't really listen. You don't really put yourself into their problem and talk their language. And a child knows it. A child knows when you're looking at them, but you're not really hearing them. And I think to, to really go into their world, to understand them, to listen to them, and once you do this, you become so absorbed with their problem or their joy or their, you know, whatever. You see, I don't feel that a child, because you give them a home and because you take the temperature or call the doctor when they're ill or buy them marvelous gifts, you win their love. I mean, you really have to work for a child's love by being there. I feel not so much when they need you, but when they don't need you. Now, what do you mean by that? Because that's a wonderful thing to say, and by, I'm sure it has a, a... We've got to understand what you by, mean. By being around at the, at the unimportant time, by perhaps uh, sitting down with a book when they're reading, you sit with them and you read. It's by being near them. It's by... Available. Uh, yes, exactly. You know, some children feel they can only go to their parents with the most uh, important kind of a problem. If they come to you at all. Yes. Well, I bridging that, I would say that, that mine know that they can discuss the most unimportant kind of thing with me because I will discuss a great deal with them. Now, I'll ask my children advice on almost everything that that's, I do. That's wonderful. And when we have a problem in the household, I ask all the children. I gather them all together and I must say this is, I think, the greatest thing that's ever happened. Which I decided about five years ago that when I had a problem with one child, I would ask all the other children, I would ask of them, some help in solving this problem. Oh, Jeannie, I, that's Lucy, great. Lucy, I get the greatest answers in solving most of the problems. These children, each one loving each other as they do and mm -hmm. understanding each other better than I possibly could, mm -hmm. would have the solution and each one would give his or her suggestion and it would come through love, through understanding and... Uh, Instant results. Yes, but, but just results. Isn't you that see, great? Just, it was right. And then the child, whoever had the problem, would never resent this Coming conclusion from because he knew that it was a vote by all. Gee, that involved. sounds great. Uh, it's a pleasure to have so many around at that point, isn't it? And Lucy, you know, something else too, I think is it, it, keeping a great deal of humor. Living with Dean is such a joy and such a, a wonderful sort of fantasy land. I could laugh at everything in the world. And all the 
hardships or any of the heartaches, I could say, because everything was resolved really in laughter. Now, the children have it. Every one of them. What a blessing. I can see now, Jeannie, why everyone in town is raving about uh, your home life, because they, they see the results of, of your thinking. Uh-oh, my time's up. I'm glad you can be with us tomorrow, Jeannie, because I have lots of other things to ask you about your home and your adorable husband and your children. Hi, this is Lucy. Again today, our guest is Mrs. Dean Martin. Jeannie, I so enjoyed chatting with you yesterday, and I know my listeners would love to know something about your large and beautiful home that is always so teeming with excitement. How do you manage at meal times? It's a riot. I know that. I've been there. But you seem to take it all in your stride. Oh, yes, but it's, <laughs> it's more, you know, more the merrier, really. As you know, the children all have friends over. Uh, and Dean enjoys it, too. And, and uh, of course, he makes all the, the jokes about it. Like our meal is like Boys Town, you know. <laughs> They're lined up and the, and the amount of bread and milk and, you know. How many quarts of milk a week? I think something like 82 quarts. And, uh, of course, we never know who's going to be there for a night. Now, of course, it's summer and they can have any number of friends. So I solved that by just getting the sleeping bags. And we fill the rooms up, you know? <laughs> but the wildest, wildest thing of all is when we go in to kiss them goodnight. We don't know who's in the room. It's dark, so we kiss everyone. You don't know if it's yours or not. You just step over bodies and you kiss everyone goodnight. And and then uh, keeping a cook or trying to... I mean, a cook either has to have a sense of humor. She, does, she doesn't really have to cook well. She has to be a short just, order yeah, cook. Yeah, right, and with a sense of humor. She, you know, just... <laughs> At one time, I went to the restaurant union to find a cook because it was impossible. <laughs> no, I did, and I found, I said, give me somebody who's worked in a, a roadhouse, you know, that oh, three hamburgers, two oh. hot dogs, hold the mustard. Found a man like this, and he was marvelous. He would come in and serve dinner with a towel over his arm. <laughs> And he would stack up all the dishes, and it was very successful because the oh, children... Oh, that's could... marvelous. Dean says something, that, and it's quite true. When we go out at night, we have to dress early, at least 20 minutes early, because saying goodbye, you know, <laughs> kissing everybody goodbye <laughs> takes at least 20 minutes. And, uh, of course, they all say, well, where are you going? Well, what time will you be back? Well, it, well it's just too unbelievable. <laughs> well, I'm sure any party that you went to wasn't as much fun as being at home. I know that might be one of the reasons why we're sort of considered antisocial in, are in you Hollywood. Are really? Yes, we are because we I always don't understood go why you didn't go to all the parties. I know you're asked to so many that you couldn't possibly go to all of them. But uh, I also believe that you're having much more fun at home. The parties you give are always fun, Jeannie. I noticed that you always have all the children around at your parties too. Yes, we do because we. We want them to, to uh, well, to be honest, maybe we want to show them off. Uh, I do, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of them. And, I, I, and they enjoy it. And I, again, it goes back to I want them to know my friends and feel included in my life and to make it them shows. feel wanted. How's Dean on, um, on discipline? Well, he, I tell you, Lucy, what he does, he... He is, of course, Italian, and, and in many ways, very old country Italian. Very, really? Yes, very uh, purist in his uh, attitude. He, of course, feels guilty, I believe, because he's taken away from home so much, so that naturally, when he does come home, he should not have the burden of punishing. Yes. He feels guilty when he's separated from the children, so he tries to make up for it, and he over-lavishes them with, whether it be affection or gifts or whatever. 
Then finally, he will hear or see just so much, and he throws down that Italian fist, and it's over. You know, and the house shakes. And they come in with crying and tears, and their egos are just smashed, and they're Momentarily. Oh, right. But he has the final word, and when I cannot meet certain situation, then I will finally go to him and say, okay, this is your thing now, and you, it's in your hands. He comes through with such good, clear thinking and comes to my aid, and the children get over it, and I, it's, it's good, you know. Oh, it's great. Can, they adore him. Every one of them adore him. They just adore him so much, and they, while they don't make much fuss over him when he's home, He's not a star at the house, you know. Everybody's a star but Dean, and everybody's a comedian. There's not a straight man in the house. He has a very tough time keeping any sense of, of uh, importance once he's in that house. Does Dean's uh, golfing make you want to be a golfer? No, well, hardly. By the time he's through with his golf, uh, no, I do play golf, and I just thank God that Dean has it because a so man cannot possibly face the responsibilities and the obligations and the strains that he has. I just thank God it's that he can go thing. out there and it's uh, out in the sunshine, him, out in the air. Keeps him fit mentally, physically, emotionally, and uh, that's what I feel I'm about very Gary's grateful golf. for it. I don't know what men do that don't have hobbies. That, and of course, I'm very grateful that he's in a position where he can get outdoors. Jeannie, uh, how do you handle those persistent in attaching themselves to Dino? Uh, I mean, the feminine clingers. How do you handle that? There must be thousands of them. Well, first of all, I, th I don't have to handle them. Dean does. Yes. So that's the first. Yes. Uh, so I have faith in him and his ability to handle it and his discretion and his love for me and his respect for me so I don't worry about it. I never have, ever. To me, is the epitome of all that <laughs> I want in a man, so I can understand why other women would. But that's, I must say, that would be his problem. That's a very good Not answer, mine. Jeannie. Your adorable husband has promised to drop by tomorrow. Do you think we could get him to say a few words? A few, I would think, yes. <laughs> about golf, though. Well, we'll see. Thanks for being with us, Jeannie. Isn't she a remarkable person? You know, when you talk to her, it becomes so obvious that her main concern in life is her role as a wife and a mother. As women, I'm sure that's true of most of us, and we do love to talk about our children. I guess I could talk for hours about the ever-changing personality of teenagers. You know, raising teenagers takes a lot more patience and stamina than most of us have. I should love to hear from those of you who are struggling with teenagers, as I am. I've decided that there's just one thing about teenagers that I'm positive of, and that is we're all swimming in the same tank and we can all take some lessons. <laughs> so let's get some correspondence on the subject, shall we? And we'll talk about it. I love to get letters. Ever since I was a small child, I could hardly wait until the mailman came and I have not changed. Today, I look forward to reading my mail with the same eagerness I always did. And for those of you who take the trouble to write to me, I promise I shall do my best to answer. Now, you can send your letter to Let's Talk to Lucy, Desilu Studios, Hollywood, California. Now, that's simple, isn't it? Let's Talk to Lucy, Desilu Studios, Hollywood, California. Bye. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? 
then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.